Thanks for tuning in to Inside DOI, the New York City Department of Investigation's first podcast. I'm Heidi Morales. First, a little background. DOI is one of the oldest law enforcement agencies in the country, formed back in 1873. It's one of the only municipal corruption agencies of its kind. As the city's watchdog, DOI weeds out abuses and helps reform and strengthen city government. These podcasts will highlight some of our investigations and give you a glimpse into the challenges we face when it comes to fighting corruption. Today's podcast, DOI and Rikers Island. Let's head inside. Rikers Island is made up of a complex system of 10 jails spread out over 400 acres of the island. Together, the jails handle more than 10,000 inmates every day. DOI's job is on the ground and the front lines. It's a job our investigators have been doing for decades. In fact, a team of them are stationed right on the island, helping us respond quickly when we're needed. And we are. Over the past two years, DOI has arrested more than two dozen correction officers and staff for contraband smuggling, assaulting inmates, and other crimes. This week, we'll dive into what DOI is doing to change the tide at Rikers and how it's making a difference. Stay tuned. Here to deconstruct what feeds a culture of violence on Rikers through some of DOI's recent cases is Department of Investigation Commissioner Mark Peters and his Inspector General for the Department of Correction, Jennifer Skulko. Thank you both for being here. We're glad to be here. So let's start with the question at the top of the program. Commissioner Peters, can Rikers be reformed and what is DOI's role? Rikers can be reformed. Rikers is being reformed, and DOI is very much involved with this. As you know, the Department of Investigation is the Inspector General for the Department of Correction that runs Rikers Island. We handle the criminal and civil investigations into all forms of wrongdoing at Rikers, whether it's smuggling contraband, violence, or falsifying evidence. Jen, do you want to talk a bit more about the kinds of things we do? Uh, We actually did several reports, several public reports over the last two years focusing on the security of the facilities, things that needed to be improved to make sure those facilities were safe and that officers who were attempting to smuggle contraband would be detected and stopped, and also that the department focused more on who they're hiring and who they're putting in the facilities as correction officers to make sure that they have highest integrity standards, that they have the emotional maturity to do that job, which all in total then contribute to safer facilities. Particularly for the first report that was issued, the contraband and security report, that was coming out of years of repeated arrests for correction officers who were accepting bribe payments from inmates in an exchange for them smuggling in contraband into facilities. So we were looking at over prior investigations that we did, how those officers were able to smuggle those substances into the facility and what the shortcomings were at the front gate. And what we ultimately decided to do 
was run our own integrity tests of how this security screening is really not sufficient and were able to successfully smuggle in contraband to six facilities all through their front gate screening procedures. So from that, we made several recommendations, including DOC having a canine at the front gate to search staff members, and DOC agreed to do that which is one really in important uh, and significant reform that's happened just over the last year. One of the most powerful things about that report, I think, Jen, is that by having an undercover go in six out of six times with all that contraband, it demonstrated in a very real way just what a problem contraband smuggling is and forced everybody to rethink their preconceptions. And that was a big part of the reason that the Department of Correction agreed to use drug-sniffing canines at the entrances. And so sometimes when you do these investigations, not only are you looking to arrest people, but you're looking to show in a very concrete way, as we did, systemic problems that then you can tackle at a ground level. Commissioner, talk to me about DOI's next steps and how will you know your efforts have made an impact at Rikers? The next steps are really continuing the slow, steady progress that Jen and her team have been making for the last two years. There clearly will be a bunch more arrests. There are multiple investigations that are ongoing. And we will continue, in addition to doing these arrests, to look and see what are the commonalities and common systemic traits we see in the arrests that require broader reports and reforms. The plan moving forward is to remain vigilant and to remain focused on the areas we've already been looking at and also to work with DOC to make sure that these reforms that we've told them to implement, that they've agreed to implement, stay on track and that we follow up and make sure that these things are being done and being done in the most effective way. For instance, the canines at the front gate, that they're being utilized correctly, and the hiring practice to make sure that these reforms they've put into place are really being practiced and that they're seeing real results from it. So it's remaining vigilant and staying on the same track that, that we've been on. Thank you, Commissioner Peters and Inspector General Skulkel for being here today and for giving us a deeper look at Rikers and DOI's work. For Inside DOI, I'm Heidi Morales. Thanks for listening.